Don't miss out on the latest news and events in your community. Visit StarLocalMedia.com today. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed on all the latest stories affecting your neighborhood. And if you're a local business owner, let us help you reach your target audience with our effective advertising solutions. Visit StarLocalMedia.com and take the first step towards staying connected to your community. Today's episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast is brought to you by Texan Senior Residential Care Homes, ATD Painting, and Performance Food Group. Texan Senior Residential Care Homes, senior care at its best with a family atmosphere. Obviously, if all seniors had the option, they would be living at home, but sometimes that isn't always possible. Well, guess what? That is where Texan Senior Residential Care Homes comes into the picture. Texan specializes in making its facilities as close to a home living experience as possible. I'm talking full living room, kitchen, dining room, cable TV, music, games, fireplace, you name it. Texan Senior Residential Care Homes has it. They've even got home-cooked meals by experts. It's an extra throw-in. Not only that, there are no move-in fees, no visitation restrictions, so your loved ones are free to stop by and visit anytime they please. Texan Senior Residential Care Homes are located at I-635 in Marsh Lane in Dallas, right near Carrollton. For more info, you can call 469-400-7650. Texan Senior Residential Care Homes. And now, let's podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. My name is Matt Welch. I'm the sports editor at Star Local Media, and I am being joined by Brian Murphy, sports editor for the Frisco Enterprise, Little Elm Journal, and Salina Record, as well as Taylor Raglan, who does sports for the Plano Star Courier, Allen American, and Lake City Sun. Uh, we are It is prep time for week five of high school football season. We just checked the weather radar, so why not just jinx with the podcast right, yeah, right, right from the get-go? Because right mm-hmm. now, after three, after three weeks of just a, this sick twisted game that mother nature is playing on the uh, on the metroplex high school football scene it appears that we might be in the clear mostly sunny partly cloudy whatever it's not rain at fingers least right crossed. now fingers crossed 10 percent chance of precipitation 10 percent that's going to turn into 100 percent by friday <laughs> maybe they just missed a zero so as of now it looks like we might this we might finally be in the clear for the first time in what feels like an eternity as far as getting our getting games done without uh, no no delays no cancellations so fingers crossed that we didn't just jinx the entire metroplex <laughs> i hope we didn't i don't i don't think we're capable of doing I that but jinxes. but i'm um, nevertheless so we're here to um, as per usual for the uh, the latter podcast during the week, we're going to break down some of the marquee matchups that are on tap for uh, this coming week uh, within our coverage area. And as always, that means kicking off with our game of the week and a very very worthy selection this week. Thank you to everybody who voted on the poll at StarLocalMedia.com. Ultimately, though, game of the week nod goes to Plano East and Prosper. Kind of a runaway, huh? Yeah, this was a uh, it was a very very convincing turnout. This is the second time this season that Plano East has uh, has nad game of the week honors. Their game against Saxe a couple weeks ago also got it. So uh, shout out to the uh, the folks on the east side of Plano, just a couple minutes down from our office for a, a lively turnout once again on the uh, Game of the Week poll. Um, this game is Friday, 7 o'clock, out at Murphy, out at Kimber Stadium, I should say, in Murphy. Um, and it's a game where, uh, you know, 4-0 and versus 4-0. and I'd say, I mean, this is probably among, you know, with all due respect to the rest of the Metroplex, at least within our coverage area, I think this was, this is a, this is a very, very <laughs> worthy Game of the Week oh, yeah. selection. I mean, these are two of the uh, so far, at least two of the of the better teams in the in the Metroplex as far as 6A is concerned. We've got 
the Prosper Reporter on this side, the Planet Beach Reporter on this side. You guys have already alluded to going Skip Bales and Shannon Sharp on this podcast, so I just might sit back and mediate and make sure that we stay around 15 minutes. So um, let's start with um, just the general intrigue surrounding this game. I want to go back. Okay. To, the, okay. To, <laughs> to prior to the start of the season when none of y'all predicted. Hey, we've, already we've already, we've already yep. copped to, you know, yep. copped to a underselling y'all Foster. Y'all mistake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Several times. Oh, yeah. Yep. Hey, they're, we don't they're, not, they're good. Oh, yeah. I don't, I, we don't run from our mistakes on this podcast, no doubt. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say it again for all the Prosper listeners and, mm-hmm. and viewers uh, on today's podcast. No one picked... Uh, Prosper to ma- even make the playoffs in this district. I did. Granted, I think know. I had him fifth, right? <laughs> yeah, I think all, caveat, all of y'all had him fifth. My caveat was just prove it to me, and they mm-hmm. and they certainly have through four yeah. weeks. You know, no one's even come close to beating them. Granted, it's you know the level of competition hasn't been the best. Uh, you know, they started the district season off with Mesquite, mm-hmm. but you know they're doing what they they are supposed to do. If you're a great team against quote unquote bad teams or non playoff teams, you know, they're doing what they're supposed to do and they're they're beating the brakes off of opponents. They're four and oh but Plano East has looked really good so far. That's too. the beauty of this matchup on paper is just how similar both yeah. teams are leading up to this point. Both teams have offenses that rank within the top five, six, seven in the Metroplex right now. They've, I mean, Prosper has barely trailed this season. They've, they've only trailed for two minutes and 14 seconds. Plano East is a little bit more. I mean, there was that rainy game against Saxe where they were chasing yeah. a touchdown on the opening play of the game. Um, they ended up winning that game by 22 points, but they did trail for a little over 17 minutes. But um, nevertheless, two teams that have not met a whole lot of resistance on the whole this season. They have kind of been able to handle things however they please, and that's the beauty of this because something's got to give at this point. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean, Brian, just talk a bit about just kind of the general intrigue surrounding this matchup, at least from your standpoint. Well, I mean, that's interesting that you brought up they've only been trailing by two, uh, at all in two minutes and whatever change. Yeah. It was against McKinney. That's that's odd, but anyways, I just had to look that yeah. up. You know, they... They have a new running back this year. They replaced Caleb Adams, who was just a stud. He was a stud on the basketball teams, just a stud athlete, mm-hmm. uh, one of the area leaders in rushing last season. But, you know, Wayne Anderson is, has come in, and he's, he's one of the, the area leaders again yep. uh, or for proper mm-hmm. in, in rushing yards. Uh, you know, so they run the ball. They, they run the ball, they run the ball, they run the ball. And, you know, they, they're averaging 48 points per game, which is just absurd. Um, 441 total yards per game. Anderson's come in running for over 500 yards, nine touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Shoemaker, you know, you call him a bus driver, you know, this and that you know, with the running game. But, you know, he's been great. You know, he's been phenomenal, almost 800 passing mm-hmm. yards, 10 touchdowns. I I just don't know if, if this is going to be a shootout or if this is going to be one of those, you know, weird defensive battles like Highland Park Lone Star was. Mm-hmm. I'm not putting them on the same caliber as those two teams, but I thought that matchup was going to be... Yeah, you did have two prolific offenses right, hitting into that game, and it wound up being just a battle of it defenses. Was ten, it was 10-7 to final. Yeah. And this one could very well could be the same, but this also could be 45-38. I definitely when, don't think it'll be 10-7 to seven no, on my yeah, side of the table. I, yeah. just, I just don't see that with these two teams. I don't see that happening. I don't see that either. Um... But the, both these teams put up a lot of points. Yeah. I don't know too much about Plano East. So I'm, I know you, y'all have been trying to you know, tell me about their running game and, and all kinds of stuff that, that they have going on with their offense, how explosive it is. Um, so I'm excited to hear. hear what, what else does Plano East have to offer? Well, I think, the, I think the important thing to note about Prosper is that you're exactly right and that they want to run the football and that, and that Wayne Anderson is a, a very real threat out of the backfield. Um, and head coach uh, Joey McCullough over at East did say uh, as well that the Prosper offensive line will be the best and most talented that, that mm-hmm. East has seen so far this season. They are for real. Um, they are very capable of, of handling uh, play in the trenches at the 6A level. 
Um, and, and I think that'll be the key as far as Prosper is concerned is, is what kind of game Wayne Anderson has uh, and if they can establish that run game against the Plano East defense that's been very good um, through the first four weeks. Uh, last week gave up 21 points, East did, but only seven of those were to the uh, or were given up um, against the, the starting defensive unit, so they had another pretty good week and, and are riding pretty high. But I think the difference in this one for me will be um, all the angles of attack that East brings on offense. And if the Prosper defense, which I don't think has seen an offense quite as multiple as Plano sure. East yet or as explosive, um, can keep up. Because, I mean, you talk about Wayne Anderson uh, being ranked in the area and rushing. Um, you know, Trey Jones-Scott for Plano East is only like three spots behind him. And for Plano East, that's all you need. I mean, he's got 62 carries, 462 yards, and seven touchdowns, which, you know, it's not numbers that are going to light up the scoreboard every night or, or blow you away, but when you have three receivers in the top 20 in, in receiving yards and literally the, the quarterback leading the area in passing with, um, you know, almost 1,200 yards and 13 scores already, it's, it's, it's good enough from Jones-Scott to be a threat that, that kind of opens up, um, you know, play on the outside and, and allows East to kind of spread the game out and attack defenses through the air. And I think Prosper is going to have to make a choice, kind of like every team that East has played so far. You know, do you want to stack the box and try to stop the run and take your chances with that receiving core? Or, you know, do you want to spread out and, and maybe give up some of those four or five yard runs because you're a little weaker in the box and, and try to stop the receivers and, and double cover uh, Jalen Anderson and, and things mm. like that? So I think the, the key for me. Um, to who I think might win this game is is if Prosper can can handle the East offense because I don't think they've seen threats from so many angles yet. And, and you mentioned their competition, and that's so. the that's the beauty of this because I do I've heard, I've heard that line of logic all throughout the week yeah. from y'all regarding this matchup. You can make the case on both sides because neither team has seen yeah, oh anything yeah. like the other. I thought Saxe would be a, a much bigger yeah. test for for East, and it, it turned out that that wasn't the case at all. Because with like. with Prosper, it's very much true. They have not seen an offense that is as widespread and as multiple as what Plano East has. You know, we we're just talking about the numbers that Brandon Mallory's put up. Mm-hmm. Here's here's a crazy number for you: Brandon Mallory, almost twelve hundred yards passing. He is averaging eleven yards per completion, no, per pass attempt, I should say. Yeah. <laughs> per pass attempt, and it is nineteen point three per completion. I mean, they hit you, and they hit you for big gains. And there's, um, they, I mean, I think Prosper does have at least experience defending a high-volume passing mm-hmm. attack when they saw Flower Mound, which mm-hmm. Blake Short's attempted just one more pass this season yeah. than, uh, than Brandon Mallory. So they have seen at least something in terms of volume, but obviously Flower Mound does not have the efficiency or the explosiveness as yeah. what Plano East has. With Flower Mound, you know, they're averaging just six and a half yards per pass versus, like I said, 11 for Plano East. So it is, it is definitely a higher caliber of explosive offense, but by that same accord, Plano East has never seen an offensive line like this, like you just nope. said. I mean, you look at, I mean, that's the thing that I think has helped you know, Prosper assimilate to 6A as seamlessly as they have, is they have a 6A offensive line. They have some yep. big You look points. there, I mean, left tackle Jake Major, 6'4", 270. <laughs> right tackle Adam Sheriff, you know, 6'5", 280. Their offensive line averages out at, you know, about 6'2", 270 pounds. Yep. I mean, that's a big line, and that's, when you look at Wayne Anderson, I was wondering why, I'd, I'd heard Wayne Anderson's name before heading into the season, then I remembered, yeah, he was a regional qualifier in track season last He's year out of the 400, and you can definitely tell the way he runs, yep. he has those those strides that are very reminiscent of a uh, of an elite track runner. <laughs> he started at cornerback yes. last year for Prosper, and one mm-hmm. out of necessity, 
and was one of their best defensive players as a junior. You know, that's not even really his mm -hmm. primary position. It could be, you know, the next level. Coach Schmidt told me last week that, you know, Wayne Anderson, when he plays college. No, he yeah, is. He, no, he is. I mean, he's, yeah. uh, he'll be, you know, probably a cornerback. Right. But that just shows you how diverse and how athletic mm -hmm. and dangerous how athletic he is. He is, yeah. Sure. But y'all brought up a good point. You know, Brandon Mallory's just, you know, putting up ridiculous numbers. Well, that Prosper defense, they haven't given up more than 200 passing yards in a game yet this mm -hmm. season. Mm -hmm. They gave up 190 to Flyer Mound. You know, Flyer Mound has that aerial attack and whatnot. But I, I'm looking here against Keller Timber Creek, they gave up 52 passing yards. Yeah. Against Naaman Force, they kept them under 100. I, I think, granted, those aren't Plano East. Those aren't right. Brandon Mallory-led offenses. But I think, you know, they, they, can, they can give Mallory some problems that he hasn't seen yet mm -hmm. yeah. this year. So at that same accord, you know, both, both teams are getting the best of, of, of oh, teams yeah. that they haven't seen yet. I think the, the thing that's interesting to me is, and it's something else that, that Coach McCullough talked to me about this week when I was calling to preview this game, is that the East receiving core, for as veteran heavy and as talented as it is, is very much um, kind of a, a, a true unit. They don't care who you know, gets the ball, they will run routes specifically to open up routes mm -hmm. for their teammates. And, and, I mean, it shows in the stats. I mentioned three in the top 20. Jalen Anderson has 391 yards and four scores. Braylon Henderson has 285 and three scores. And Josh Allison has 283 and four scores. Like, they're just if – you, if you double cover Jalen Anderson, then, then Henderson or Allison is going to be open. Yeah. If, you do, if you cover all three of them, one of them is probably talented enough to get open. And it's, it's just – I think it comes down to, you know, aside from being explosive, I think Brandon Mallory and his experience running that offense, he makes a lot of a lot of solid decisions. He very rarely makes a poor decision that, you know, jeopardizes an interception. I think he's only got two this year. So I, I think you have to pressure him in the trenches and, and give him less time to make those good decisions because if he's got four or five seconds to – go through his progressions, make his decision, make his reads, then it's 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 become a formality almost at that point. So, Who's the X Factor at Plano East? Man, I mean, Jalen Anderson, I guess you'd say, just because of his ability to go up and catch pretty much anything. I mean, he's got that very, like, prototypical... Who, who's the guy that, type. if he goes off, prospers in trouble? Because, you know, Granite Mallory is going to get his numbers and, and whatnot. The running game might get their numbers, but... Who, who's the receiver that if he goes off, you know? Probably. I don't think it matters. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't think it matters. I don't think it matters. I think if you want I mean, to look at X factor, I'd say Anderson's the one that you have to be most mindful of because, yeah. like he was saying, like he he gives, like he makes Brandon Mallory can afford a bad a bad throw right. in the vicinity of him because his catch radius is just <laughs> it's one of the more impressive ones in the in the area. And I mean, yeah, he can make some uh, he can definitely make some uh, some highlight reel catches that you just don't see a commonplace wide receiver make. Um, I wonder if so. I mean, for as explosive. Plano's offense is, you know, we've talked at length about these about the size that Prosper has on the mm -hmm. offensive line. What a great year that Wayne Anderson has had up to this point. I mean, we all know that the easiest way to keep a you know a, a high pro, a high octane offense clamped down is to just keep them off the field. Yeah, that's so been the Dallas Cowboys recipe yeah. before this season. You know, with so if you wonder if yeah. Prosper might decide to implement, maybe they, if they just try to make time of possession just absolutely sure. paramount yeah. in this game, where they try to just grind out you know grind out drives with Anderson. Shoemaker is his normally efficient self. You know, completes about two thirds of his passes. Mm -hmm. They don't take too many chances. Just try to extend drives the best you can, just to limit Plano's number of uh, of possessions. I think you have to. I mean, like yeah. I said, it goes back to the Prosper running game. I think you have to. You have to win in the box. You have to push Plano East off the off the line of scrimmage on mm -hmm. offense. Which is, I mean, we're talking a lot about the Prosper offensive line, but it's it's easier said than done. Plano East's defensive line is mm -hmm. is no joke either. I mean, they, they have some big bodies and, and some athleticism and, and some good 
um, linebacker and certainly secondary play. And that's where not only is it vital to make sure, you I mean, you can have success early on running the ball, but, you know, when I saw Plano East against Saxe, the big thing that stuck out about their defensive line was just the job that they did overwhelming Saxe mm-hmm. in the second half. It is definitely a four-quarter endeavor having to block Plano East because, I mean, they are very very well-conditioned, very deep, as you would expect, out of the, what, the third-largest high right. school in the in the state. So it won't just be simply winning, you know, winning early on for Prosper and setting the tone, but how are you looking, you know, midway through the third quarter yeah. when Plano East's depth advantage could, you know, conceivably start to take hold. The last time Prosper lost a game was in the third round of the playoffs last year to yeah. Mansfield Lake Ridge, mm-hmm. who's also now in 6A. In that game, Caleb Adams ran the ball only 10 times for 37 yards. Mm-hmm. That's the recipe right there mm-hmm. to stopping that Prosper yep. the Prosper offensive attack. If they oh, yeah. can slow down Wayne, Wayne Anderson, I think it could be a, a long night mm-hmm. uh, for the Eagles, just like they experienced uh, in last year's postseason. So, yeah, we will see. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm just kind of happy for you that you get to actually uh, experience oh, man, a potential gonna, yeah, uh, it's gonna be, heavyweight. It should <laughs> be a, a fantastic football game. I'm definitely excited to be out there at, at Kimber for this one. So, who are we picking? I'll go first. I, I mean, I, I took East. I think it's been obvious from, from what I've said. I think I in my preview, I think I took him by, by 14 points. And, and I was telling Matt, that's a 14-point that's a mm-hmm. line that I set on this game and uh, that can be interpreted in many ways. Sometimes you pick a team by 14 points. And that's kind of the low end, but I think 14 is probably the high end in this one. I think that that East's um, explosiveness on offense and, and just um, ability to be multiple and, and attack from different angles will just kind of be the difference in, in a really good game. I don't think it'll be low scoring. I think that it's almost impossible for East to be involved in a low scoring game just because they, you know, oops, 50 yard pass sometimes, you know, for a touchdown mm-hmm. um, without having to do much else on offense. So I think that it's pretty high scoring. Um, I have East by 14, but I mean, like I told you before, it would not surprise me if Prosper wins this game. It's, it's not that I would be shocked. I just think that East is um, a little more uh, well-rounded on offense. And, and I think that battle, the East offense versus the Prosper defense will be what defines this game. And I think the East offense just edges them. So. Yeah, I won't be surprised because Prosper is going to win this game. <laughs> um, no doubt about it, they're going to win this game, and they're, they're going to confidence. They're going to impose their will with the running game. They're going to they're going to shove them around with those big offensive linemen that you mentioned, uh, with Sheriff and Majors. And I, I just, but I do agree with you all on one aspect. It will be a, a you know back and forth yeah. shootout type deal. I don't deal. think it's going to be ten to seven. At yeah, all. I think Plano East they'll they'll have some success. They'll they'll have some quick drives. They'll score rather quickly, and I think Prosper is just going to. Just going to slowly tread down the field and, and find the end zone nearly every possession, too. I don't think there will be many punts yeah. in this one. Well, so. it is different, too, because, you know, it, it the line you set on the game almost depends on who you take, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I took I take East, and East, you know, when they win football games, they're winning by, you know, 14-21 simply because of how their game plan works and how they try to attack teams. You take Prosper, I mean, that may be a game that Prosper wins by 7 or 3 or, or who knows, just because that's how they're going to try to attack this, possess the ball and, and you know, it, and try to edge a team out that's that's very explosive. One other kind of a schematic wrinkle that I, you know, written down I wanted to throw out. So we talked about Wayne Anderson. You know, obviously we know what he can do as a running back, but like we said, he's being, I mean, he's going to play, he's being recruited as a D1 prospect, you mm-hmm. know, as a, as a cornerback. Um, he was obviously very successful at that last season. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's any chance they might use him a bit of corner on Friday? Probably not. They, they're gonna uh-huh. they're gonna use him a lot at, at running back. I don't know. Just like uh, maybe not, not maybe just situationally, as far as maybe like a, you know you need to get a red zone stop, put him up on Jalen Anderson. I mean he's I mean he's a it's fair to say that he's probably on paper me. their best I mean their best option there. I, I've called I, upon. I never, I never asked Schmidt that. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, but it wouldn't surprise me if he used him. That's something you should keep an eye on yeah. when you're at the game. Yeah, certainly sure. could. Yeah. I mean, why not? I don't think. I'm not saying like he start, like he yeah, plays no, every snap, but level. I'm saying like it's just a situational thing. If yeah. it's again, if it's it's third and you know third and goal from the eight or yeah. whatnot, and you're anticipating yeah. that uh, Jalen Anderson might uh, you know has been burning you all game, and you might need Possibly, to throw something. Yeah, in but there. I, 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 he won't be you know. Oh yeah, yeah, no. he won't be there throughout the game. I just mean yeah. just a situational wrinkle. Possibly, just interesting not, because this is kind of a this it's a very unique matchup that might require you know going a bit a bit above and beyond. Um, so as far as where I landed on this, um, you know, the beauty of this is is that both teams have been able to dictate their <laughs> their outcomes mm-hmm. more so on their terms. Mm-hmm. And obviously, something is going to give one of these teams is going to be made uncomfortable for I guess the first time all season. Essentially, um, I just look at the team then that has more ways to adapt yeah. when taken out of their comfort zone, and I. Um, I think we laid out a very specific script for Prosper, and I think Plain Luis has the ability to adapt to a wider variety of outcomes with just how multiple that offense is. Um, you know, I think that for Prosper, they need a good... I don't think Prosper can afford to be down, you know, 14 points out of the gates because Plain Luis is going to come, and they're going to... They're not going to pull any punches. Joey McCullough goes for two points. <laughs> if not on the first touchdown, they score on the second. I mean, they, uh-huh. they, go, for, they, go, for, <laughs> they go for blood. And they will throw it downfield against anybody often like they're not a team that picks their spots necessarily I mean they, they don't do it you know mm-hmm. five times a drive or anything crazy mm-hmm. but they will throw it downfield any down against anybody any distance they it's just part of their game plan they are they love to be vertical and and all of a sudden you know like I said Josh Allison's gone for 70 yards while you were paying attention to Jalen Anderson and you know you're down seven and sometimes points, it so. could be it could be to a you know a detriment if you can yeah. you know, commit yeah. a couple early turnovers or whatnot but mm-hmm. I think that East has the ability to handle you know whatever whatever kind of situation that they're put in or at least as I think have a, a higher chance of doing so than Prosper is where I think Prosper needs something very yep. a specific set of circumstances to work in their favor it doesn't mean it won't but if I'm just going to gauge on just the the, the different variety of outcomes this game could have. I see more of them plainly being able to handle it. A good example of that is Prosper did force six turnovers against yes. yeah. Flower Mound. Mound. Yes. Yes. So that yes. now is a big key to their blowout win. It is kind of concerning that Pro- that Plano East uh, put up 29 points against a really good Saxy defense with D1 yeah. players all across yeah. the board. I think that Saxy defense defense is better than the Prosper defense. But that was all right. I'll, I mean, that was at the game. That was a weird game where it was seven to seven for two and a half quarters, and then yeah. just things snowballed on Saxy in a heartbeat. Been a weird team. They had for sure. in general. Yeah, right. I mean, Plano East got a big touchdown. Then Saxy, you know, had an injury at quarterback, had to bring up their backup, mm-hmm. and they botched a snap. Plano East recovers, and then they immediately score another touchdown. Yeah. It was so it's not like they were just driving down the field on it. No, no. I mean, this was okay. this was a it was a stalemate for two well, and a half that's quarters. That, that's how quick things can turn. Yeah. for East. Which I mean, if you yeah. if 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 they go down and score and then you prosper commit the turnover, yeah, prosper cannot commit turnovers and give like, these short fields. Then all of a sudden it's it's a fourteen point swing in three minutes, and you're like, what the hell happened? Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So I mean, it's man, it's it's going to be a good one though. I hope. Yeah. So I was in prosper as well. As far as what the picket line had to say, um, let's see. The majority favorite plan of East in this one, but not by a ton. This was a four to two margin between the six of us. Who was the other prosper? Uh, Devin, Devin Hassan is rolling with prosper as well. So you are not alone, Brian. So we shall. Devin's learn. a smart guy. <laughs> We shall see. Should be a fun one. Our game of the week. Planoes versus Prosper, 7 o'clock Friday out at Kimbrough Stadium. Um, obviously, beforehand, though, we had a chance to chat with one of the, uh, obviously, we've mentioned his name plenty already, one of yeah. these one of these central players in uh, in Friday's big game, and that is Prosper running back Wayne Anderson, as he had um, you know, took some time to chat about Prosper's strong start to the season, and obviously the big game Friday against Plano East. We will see what Wayne had to say after a word from the sponsor. 
Let's take a quick break to talk about ATD painting. Whether it's painting, staining, carpentry, residential, commercial, interior, exterior, if you need it painted, ATD Painting has got you covered. At ATD Painting, their goal is to provide a home improvement experience that is a great value, trouble-free, and enjoyable. And painting is really just kind of scratching the surface as to what they, uh, as to what these appointments entail. For ATD Painting's interior projects, things like painting, wall repair, ceiling repair, they'll make sure that your floors and furniture protected and that everything is all cleaned up afterwards. For exterior projects, not only will they do the painting, but they will hand scrape loose paint, reattach loose boards, recalk windows or doors, plus much more. Not only that, if you visit their website right now, atdpainting.com, you can find a coupon for $200 off a complete exterior purchase. Um, once again, ATD Painting. They've got four locations in the Metroplex, including in Plano and Louisville. For more information, call 972-694-8888 or visit atdpainting.com. That is ATD Painting. Check it out to see just how affordable professional painting can be. And now, let's get back to the podcast. We are out here at Prosper High School talking with Wayne Anderson, senior running back for the Prosper Eagles. Prosper, which has a big game on Friday against Plano East at a Kimbrough Stadium in Murphy. First off, Wayne, thank you for taking the time to chat with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having uh, me. Congratulations on the 4-0 start to the season. A nice start for the uh, for Prosper here. So just talk a bit about what is the uh, what is the energy been like around the team? What's the vibe like these days with just the hot start that y'all have gotten off to? Um, we knew that... Um Obviously, jumping from 5 to 6 that we had to bring a lot of energy. Um, we figured that out last year during the playoffs to learn to have fun. Um, and that brought us closer to the team. Um, so we just carried that over this year. Um, we're always having fun on the sidelines. Always, um, We're always around each other. Um, always smiling, laughing, and that just brings a really close bond, and that's what's that's what's helped us with the team chemistry for the first four games. Now you've obviously had a big part in that as well, making the move from cornerback to running back. Um, talk a bit about thinking back to the offseason when you first learned you were going to make that move. What was it like making that transition, considering what Caleb Adams did last year, and how much has been asked of the running back position out of Prosper for years? Um, obviously, Caleb Adams was um, a big part of the offense last year. Um, I played running back sophomore year, so um, and I did play. I played running back at the start of my junior year before I got switched to corner. So I kind of knew. Um, I kind of knew that I was gonna um, get switched back to running back because um, both we had four senior running backs. I was the only junior on the on there. So then um, when I came after the after the season was over, I knew um, because also the coaches did tell me that I would be the featured running back this year. Okay. Obviously, you've handled it very well so far. Yeah, um, now sure. Are they, are they kind of using you the same way that they did Caleb last year? Is there anything different in how the two of you were used? Um, I mean, it's not, really, it's not really a difference. We know, I mean, mainly we just all follow the coach's game plan um, for whatever we do that week. Um, sometimes it can be sometimes it can be inside sometimes it can be outside and then obviously I do play I play some corner also okay so um, whatever so wherever the coaches need me at that's where I am so I guess how many snaps per game would you say you see on defense nowadays um, I mean it's, it also it depends on a uh, situation um, these first these first four games I haven't really got to play a lot of corner because okay. of um, I mean the situation wasn't needed but um, hope, hopefully in the future I get um, a lot more. So I guess, um, yeah, kind of sticking with that, I guess talk a bit about just con contrasting the two positions. I mean, you've seen extensive time on both sides of the ball. Just how different is it, you know, operating in more of an offensive role this year? Yeah. Um, offense is more, um, we're more fast-paced because um, that's, that's the type of tempo we like to run at. 
So um, it's um, it's been it was a it was a big change, um, especially practice wise, because defense is more. It's it's obviously more get after it, get after it. But offense, it was more it's more tempo, tempo, tempo. So we're hurry up, hurrying up to the line, running a play as fast as we can, things like that. And I was checking online. I mean, it looks like uh, so as far as the college offers that you've been receiving, do you project more as a cornerback in the next level? Uh, yeah, I do. I plan to pl- I do plan to play um, cornerback at, at the college level. Okay. So I mean, with uh, with Prosper, you know, getting off to a four and start, you guys making the jump to Class Six A, and you guys have handled, you guys have passed every test so far with flying colors. Um, what do you kind of attribute to just the job that the team has done transitioning so seamlessly to Six A? I mean, that's it's really it's really what we go after. Our um, we always say, do your job. That's um, that's been it's been how we roll here. So um, if obviously if everyone does their jobs successfully, it shows it shows in the field. It obviously helps to have a Class Six A sized offensive line like y'all do as well. Just uh, talk about the job the big boys. Are yeah, for sure. You can't. Work. I can't. I can't thank them enough for all they do. They're they're most selfless people on the team. They um always taking care of me. Always taking care of the quarterback. And with that, that helps us give a good balanced offense. We can run the ball. We can pass the ball. Also with the good receivers. But I mean, it all starts with the offensive line. And uh, looking ahead to Friday, obviously a huge game against Plano East, one of the bigger games just overall in the Dallas area this week. Um, what are some initial thoughts on Plano East and what they bring to the table? Um, obviously, um, we know we've we've watched film. Plano East is a really good team, but at the same time, we are also so we feel like we feel like if we do our job correctly, um, limited amount of mistakes, penalties, um, things like that. We should we should be fine, but it, at the same time, it should be a really good game. Speaking of just that Plano East defense, what kind of jumps off the page on film when you see them? Um, we know that we know that they like to fly the ball. I know that. Um, obviously, um, they have a. I know that they have a really talented secondary, and um, so obviously that's that's going to make things tougher. That's they're the best secondary we've seen, but at the same time, like I said, if everyone does their job correctly, it'll be fine. And uh, before I let you get out of here, I mean, it's 4-0 versus 4-0. I know you never want to put too much weight on one game, but um, do you guys f- see this game as kind of a litmus test of sorts or just how are you all approaching this one? I mean, it's, uh, at the same time, it, it's just one game. But, I mean, this game does matter. Um, obviously, we're playoff seeding. We're a good team. They're a great team. Um, so, it really – so, I mean, I'm just take, I just take it one game at a time. So, this, I'm really focused on this game. And if, ev- if everyone does what they're supposed to do, it should be a really good game. Awesome. That'll just about do it, Wayne. I appreciate you for uh, taking the time to chat with us. Once again, this has been Wayne Anderson with, uh, with Prosper Football. They, uh, they travel out to Plano to meet Plano East, 7 o'clock, Kimbrough Stadium out in Murphy. Should be a good one, Wayne. Best of luck to you all. Thank you. Thanks again to Wayne Anderson for taking the time to chat for our student-athlete spotlight for our game of the week, Prosper versus Plano East. Um, we've got four more games to discuss. Just going to quick hit these ones, um, give, uh, give a couple of our picks for these, uh, for these games. A, uh, a nice week, though, for the, um, you know, for the game of the week poll. Some very, very oh, yeah. worthwhile matchups, including a state championship rematch at the private school level. Uh, let's see, Friday, 7 o'clock out at Lions Stadium, Prestonwood Christian versus Houston St. Pius. I was at this game last year. This was the best game that I covered all of last year, regardless of sport. This was, um, you know, Prestonwood was uh, was down by 18 points midway through the third quarter before they uh, just stormed a, uh, this wild comeback, ended up winning 42-41. to 41. Um, I mean, yeah, just a terrific game on all fronts, and... Um, both teams enter this game on Friday. I believe Prestonwood is ranked number one in taps. St. Pius is number two. Both are undefeated. Um, ready for the fireworks. Um, as far as where I kind of fell on this game, um, 
you know, Preston Wood has looked the uh, has looked the part as far as just their usual dominant selves on both sides of the ball. Um, I mean, we talked about you know the the Frisco Wakeland transfers that they've had come in, and Dylan Cadwallader has handled the, uh, the the transition to uh, to Preston Wood's quarterback very seamlessly. They've got a running game that's you know got two guys, Josh Cunningham, Timothy Taylor, both averaging over six and a half yards per carry, and then Solomon Turner, who has just been a stud on both sides of the ball. He's their top DB. He's leading the team in receiving yards. He's a Baylor commit, so um, no, no surprise there. With what about them. your OU boy? Austin Stogner, he's actually yet to catch a touchdown, but I think he's averaging like around 21 yards per catch. So, I mean, a solid, a solid year for all, for the for the future Sooner, Austin Stogner. But um, obviously, if you're, you know, for those who don't know about St. Pius, this is, I mean, we just spent all this time praising the Plano East passing attack. I mean, okay. St. Pius is just on a completely different level. <laughs> and I know obviously private school versus public school and whatnot, but, you know, Brandon Mallory is, you know, almost approaching, you know, 1,200 yards passing. Uh, Grant Gannell, who is the go-to uh, quarterback for, um, you know, for St. Pius, he's almost at 1,700 yards already. Yikes. <laughs> 1,700 yards, 19 touchdowns, one pick. And uh, an Arizona commit, shout out to Justin Thomas in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got as many as, you know, four or five wide receivers that all have big play potential. I mean, this passing attack is impressive. I mean, led by Jalen Curry, Chase Lane. I mean, they can move up and down the field, and that's exactly what they did. I mean, they're, it was pretty electric watching that passing offense operate against the Lions. Um, looking at the season, though, I mean, I, I kind of like the experience that Prestonwood has back on defense, and it's kind of shown early on. They've only allowed... S- 12 points in the first half this season already, and one of those came on the opening drive of the season against Wiley. So mm-hmm. since then, only Trinity Christian Addison has managed a first-half touchdown against Prestonwood. Obviously, St. Pius is of a, uh, of a higher caliber than any yeah. offense that they've seen. They've at least got the familiarity with it from last year. Um, I ended up going with Prestonwood in this one. Um, we'll see if like if there's any Im- impact of you know having to travel from Houston to Dallas and yeah. whatnot. But um, you know, Prestonwood they tend to fare pretty well when they're playing an out-of-area opponent. And I don't think it'll be easy by any stretch. I'm sure yeah. we'll get more fireworks just like last year. But, um, yeah, I give the uh, the Lions a very, very slight edge in this one. I almost lost sleep trying to pick this game on the picking line. <laughs> Some of the picks on this week were, you know, were kind of easy to, to, mm-hmm. to go through. I won't say which ones were easier than others, but this one was, was so tough for obvious yep. reasons. And, you know, after doing a little research, obviously I've never seen St. Pius play per- in person. I don't cover Prestonwood, so I had, to, mm-hmm. I had to dig a little bit. And that just, just came down to the fact that they're at home. Yeah. They're ranked number one, and I know who their quarterback is at least. <laughs> I, I, I You've seen him, yeah. I saw him play at least four times last year, so I, I know what he brings to the table, and he's he seems like he's made the transition over to Prestonwood uh, pretty smoothly, so... I went with Prestonwood as well. We need to apologize to St. Pius yes, because yes, um, I'm not sure how many St. Pius listeners are going to have to this podcast, but the picks on the picket line do not do this game justice. No. I'm just saying that up front. Yep. Um, it was a clean sweep for Prestonwood, and that is completely unfair in a so game. That <laughs> has that so ever dumb. happened where we all pick a team and they lose? We need to look back. Oh, yeah, it happened just like a couple weeks ago with Wakeland and McKinney North. That's, yeah. that's, yeah, right. that's right. That's right. Okay. Oh, yeah. This is that the best that. chance this season so far, though, by far. I mean, I took Prestonwood, too, obviously, for all the same reasons you guys did, but I do not feel confident. Oh, yeah. And this game, not this game is far closer than a 6-0 despair yeah. in the picket line would suggest. So we apologize to St. Pius. We don't, we mean no, <laughs> we don't mean to, to slight y'all with those with the uh, with the picket line. So let's see. Let's move on to another one. Let's see. We have ooh, a, uh, a District 6-6-A opener. 
out of Max Goldsmith Stadium in Louisville. The Fighting Farmers host Flower Mound in a battle of two teams that figure to be in that playoff mix for 6-6-A. Um, this is kind of your case of high-powered offense. We talked earlier about Flower Mound's offense. Yep. We're talking about Prosper and their high-octane passing attack led by quarterback Blake Short. Going up against a Louisville defense that um, you know, Justin Thomas, our um, you know, Louisville reporter, thinks could be maybe the best in the district. Yeah. So we'll see what has to give. I mean, one, you know, one that we just mentioned that stat earlier about, um, you know, Flyamon's turnover woes, and that was kind of their undoing last season. Um, and, I mean, so they've already committed six against one team this year. And you'll see, I mean, that's that's kind of been a, a commonality yep, so far for them this season. Yeah, they had a couple West that they didn't get punished for because West had six. But, yeah. I mean, it's it still wasn't great. So we'll see. This is, I mean, this is probably on paper at least, like, you know, maybe the, the best defense they've seen up to this point. Um, that being said, said I ended up going with Flower Mound in yep. this one. I did as well, but I mean it's it's another one I didn't feel super great about. Um, and another one I think on the picket line where the <laughs> the majority is 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 there but maybe not maybe it shouldn't be. Let's put it that way. Yeah, just some of their wins just haven't been as impressive on paper mm-hmm. against McKinney Boyd and stuff yeah. like that. So I was like, I'm just going to stay away from Grand Prairie that. Sam Houston, yeah, yeah. I think that's ultimately, yeah, it was just the greater, uh, I think they've played, mm-hmm. they've had to play a higher caliber of competition, mm-hmm. uh, Flyer Mound, and just the, 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 the results, even though they're just, what, one and two, I mean, they've yeah. shown a little bit better. Um, against their schedule than I think Louisville has against its. Um, as far as the picket line, though, I mean, this was a 5-1 to one in favor of Flyer Mound. If there's anything that should give us pause, it's that yeah. the guy who covers both the of these schools is the one that went with Louisville. Justin Thomas, the uh, the dissenting vote, he ended up going with the Fighting Farmers. The rest of us picked the Jaguars. Um, a uh, Let's see, this will be a District 5-5A Division One opener out at Little Elm. Mm. Little Elm ISD Athletic Complex, Friday, 7 o'clock. Mm. Little Elm welcomes Mighty Lone Star. You'll be at this game, Brian. you got plenty uh, of <laughs> I will, and man, Lone Star is just so good. They are. <laughs> that's a, that's just one of those yep. tough ones, man. I yeah. think Little Elm's good, but that's a tough one. I've been high on Little Elm, you know, all summer, all season. I, I think they're they're going to make the playoffs in this district as they should. I just I just don't see how they could win this game. Yeah. Seeing how they struggled against against you know teams like Birdville and stuff already this this season. Lone Star is just so good. They should have beaten Highland Park. You know they. This team very well could make a, another deep run, four or five mm-hmm. rounds deep in the playoffs again. Uh, their defense somehow is reloaded and just one of the most dominant ones in the area. And I don't know. I, I, I think Lone Star wins this one by a few touchdowns. Um, and that's no knock on, on Little M. I just think Lone Star is, is that good. A uh, little cool teaser here. I'll have a story this week about Lone Star head coach Jeff Rayburn and Little M head coach Kendrick Brown. They're, you know, they go way back to their co- you know their fir- very first coaching mm-hmm. job. Uh, at Hillcrest back in like 2004, wow. they coached together uh, when Rayburn was starting his career, and Kendrick Brown was getting back into coaching. So I'll have a little uh, big story, I should say, on that, but a little teaser uh, for that for that uh, for the matchup. And now they're here; they are up in Collins slash Denton County, just three miles apart from yep. each other, yep. right down the road, right there in Northwest First Coast slash Little Elm. As far as where the picket line was on this one, it was yeah. much like you, Brian. We're all siding with Lone Star, just one of those teams that you just don't pick against in the regular sure. season. Yep. Um, let's see, and uh, yeah, 6 0 sweep for, uh, for Lone Star in that one against the Little Elm Lobos. Let's round this out with a look at a, uh, I believe this is an 11 6A district opener Mesquite versus Horn. This is, uh, let's see, this is Friday, 7 o'clock at, is it Memorial? It's Memorial. At Mesquite Memorial Stadium, records look a little funky on paper. You look at this matchup. You got yeah. Mesquite, you know, who's yeah. already doubled their win total from last season. They are uh, two and one on the year, back to back wins over Plano West and LD Bell. I want to say, say. Those, and say, those, say those two teams again, though. <laughs> <laughs> but 
playing a Western LD Bell, and it very well could have been three straight. I mean, their yeah. game against uh, was it Grand Prairie the week prior mm -hmm. got uh, you know got rained out or whatnot. But nevertheless, you compare that to Horn, who is the reigning district champion out of 11-6A. Horn off to its first 0-4 start in program history. Uh, you look at that schedule and it kind yeah. of helps, it makes a little bit more sense. I mean, they played, you find a team that had a tougher non-district schedule than, uh, than Horn did. They played Allen, Highland Park, Cedar Hill, and Arlington. A combined 15-0 between those four programs. So things will should level off a bit now that district play is underway. You hope, I mean, you hope that it, that's the case. I mean, that's, you know, the very, very uncharted waters for this program as far as staring down an 0-4 record to start the year. I mean, this is a program that, I mean, I'd be curious to find out the last time they lost four games in a, in a season, yeah. <laughs> let alone to start the year. Um, that being said, though, I, again, we've mentioned the caliber of competition they've played. I don't know if that's necessarily indicative of just what Horn brings to the table. I think that's a team that very well should be in the district title conversation yep. this season, them in Longview. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, I I do like Horn, though, to get that first first win of the season and the first district win of the season. Granted, I've never seen either team play, but I don't think it's going to be close. I think Horn's going to blow them out. You know, like you said, yeah. they just had a murderer's row in yeah. district, and I think they're more prepared to face teams like Mesquite yeah. right now. So I, I don't, I don't see that game being close at all. I'll give a shout out to Mesquite because I think they have looked good the last couple weeks um, in those wins. I think they looked good against Plano West. I think they have talent, and they're certainly. Um, you can you can group them with with some of the up and coming teams in the area mm -hmm. for sure, but I just don't think they're ready to compete with Horn. No. It's definitely a program on the rise, though. Jeff yeah. Fleener, former Allen OC, yeah. um, you know he's got that he's got that squad head in the right direction for sure. Um, but nevertheless, we do think it's going to be a bit of a rough uh, entry into 116A for the Mesquite Skeeters. Picket line was a unanimous sweep, 6-0 in favor of Horn, and that will um, that'll do it. As far as our game coverage plans go, though, you've got Little Elm oh, and Lone Star. Yeah, Little Elm, Lone Star, Little Elm Friday night. Hopefully no rain. Yep, I've already mentioned I will be at East Prosper. We're looking forward to that one at uh, Kimber Stadium. So, and I'm probably going to dip my toes in the private school waters. They're going to make my way out to Prestonwood to watch their uh, their showdown with uh, with St. Pius. So after covering last year's game, how could I miss out on the rematch? That's a no-brainer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, how, how could I miss out on the rematch? So, um, for all of our game stories, you know. You can uh, catch all that at StarLocalMedia.com. We'll have video highlights, our usual rapid reaction podcast after yep. each game that we cover live on Twitter. You can follow us along for updates. They can follow you along at where, Brian? At Brian Murphy underscore. Brian with a Y. At Taylor Raglin, R-A-G-L-I-N, just my name. And I'm at M. Welch, S-L-M. And, folks, that will conclude this edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast. Hopefully these clear skies are uh, more of the same tomorrow, or yes, yeah, tomorrow and then Friday for that matter. And, yeah, that'll just about do it, folks. You enjoy the rest of your week, and we will talk to you all later. Thanks for checking out this edition of the Star Local Media High School Sports Podcast, brought to you by Performance Food Group. Performance Food Group delivers more than 150,000 food and related products to customers all across the country. If you want to get in on that process, PFG just might have a spot for you. Their McKinney office is currently hiring. Job openings include Class A CDL drivers and warehouse order selectors, as well as many other entry and part-time positions. An ideal choice for college students or people just wanting to find new careers in general. Uh, for more information, you can visit their website at pfgc.com slash careers for more job openings. If you prefer to contact them by phone, you can call at 214-491-3130 for more details. Once again, that is Performance Food Group located in McKinney at 500 Metro Park Drive. Looking to hire top talent in your community? Look no further than starlocaljobs.com. Our platform is specifically designed to connect local employers with qualified candidates in their area. 
With StarLocalJobs.com, you can easily post job listings tailored to your specific needs and requirements. Our platform is user-friendly and offers a wide range of options to help you find the perfect candidate for your open position. Plus, our job matching algorithm ensures that your listing is shown to the most relevant job seekers in your area. But that's not all, StarLocalJobs.com also offers a variety of resources to help you throughout the hiring process. From candidate screening to interview tips, our team of experts is dedicated to helping you find the right fit for your company. So why wait? Join the thousands of satisfied employers who have found their ideal candidate through StarLocalJobs.com. Post your job listing today and start building your dream team.